This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or For His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning and welcome to the chair. My name is Amy Bauman. I'm with For His Glory Ministry, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's word, apply it to our lives, hopefully becoming more encouraged for the journey and more like Jesus. If you have been following along over the month of February, we have been doing our February series called Love, L-O-V-E, looking at the names of God. And this week, as we wrap things up, we're gonna be looking at El Shaddai. So lots to share with you, lots to talk about, but before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for this opportunity to know more about you, to look at another name that describes you, that shows how mighty you are, how powerful you are, and how we can grow closer to you. So Lord, I just ask that you open up our hearts and our ears for what it is that you have for us today. Holy Spirit, I pray for a fresh anointing that I may speak your truth with love and that all of us today will come away changed and renewed with a different perspective of you. We love you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm not going to lie to you, Al Shaddai was a little more challenging and one that I had never really heard of much before or dove into. And this seems to be one of the the more challenging names for us to understand. Different resources that I went to each said, there is a considerable debate surrounding the name Shaddai. So over and over again, there was a different perspective or just that little disclaimer saying that this was one of, more, one of the more challenging names. But if you're not familiar with it in scripture, maybe you know the famous song that came out in 1982 by Amy Grant, Al Shaddai. Uh, She made the song famous as she sang, age to age, you're still the same by the power of the name. She magnified God Almighty, the wonderful El Shaddai. But in the Bible, the name El Shaddai appears seven times in the word of God. And we can see one of these in the very beginning in Genesis 17, one through two, where it says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, El Shaddai. Walk before me and be blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you, and you will multiply and will multiply you exceedingly. So as I looked at these different commentaries and references, really where I landed with today's teaching was right back from the book that we have been talking about over the course of the month in the names of God. So I want to read that to you today. I want to read what um, the authors put together in this book. And I just want it to resonate in you. I just want it to wash over you. I just want you to hear the words and see what you pick up from in this teaching. 
El Shaddai. In somewhat the same way as God is bigger than any and all of the names we can name him, he is also bigger than the images our minds conjure of a single gender. Now that word gender, I'm referencing as man or woman, gender. Scripture in showing us facets of who God is sometimes portrays him in terms that we associate with the feminine gender. As you, as you look throughout the Bible and you see this word and it's, it's possibly referencing at that moment a feminine gender. Hold on to that. The Hebrew name Al Shaddai comes as close to capturing this aspect of God as does any of his names. The, tra- the traditional translations of scripture have consistently rendered this name Almighty. But to appreciate the fullest flavor of this word, the full context, it will be helpful for us to examine its Hebrew roots. El is shortened form of Elohim. It sets forth the might, the strength, and the excellence of God. Shaddai is the Hebrew word for breast. Jedi pictures God's fullness or bounty, his tenderness, his generosity, his desire to nurture us and make us fruitful. In one name, God's attributes of might and tenderness are brought together. And if you think about that, isn't that this beautiful picture, right, of father and mother in one word. When Abram was 99 years old, El Shaddai appeared to him and said, I have made you a father. Speaking in strictly human terms, it takes a woman to go to a man and say, I'm going to make you a father. Sometimes this announcement comes as a shock. Once the shocking aspect of this news is mingled with a great deal of joy and thanksgiving, along with some apprehension. But certainly all of these emotions were present as Al Shaddai's announcement was received. This saying to Abraham, who's 99 years old, who him and his wife can no longer physically, naturally have children, and yet he's telling him that he's going to be a father. And he says, you will be very fruitful and kings will come from you. Genesis 17, 6. It was Elohim Shaddai who gave birth to the nation of Israel. The prophet Isaiah described the birthing process as like a woman in childbirth. I cry out, I grasp, I gasp and pant. Isaiah 42, 14. And Jacob is full of anxiety as he is about to send his beloved son, Benjamin, off to Egypt in response to the whimsical demand of the ruler who dispensed food. May Al Shaddai grant you mercy before the man, he cries. Genesis 43, 14. And then later, 
as Jacob is pronouncing God's blessing on his son, Joseph, he says, because of the El and the Shaddai, may you have many blessings of the breast and the womb. This is a paraphrase from Genesis 49:25. Isaiah, in describing the love of God, says it is greater than that of a nursing mother. Our unique bonding occurs as the mother holds her child close to the breast. She is the source of all the infant needs for nourishment as she holds the child close to the warmth of her body, within the sound of her heartbeat and secure in the safety of her arms. Further visual imagery of this picture is added by the psalmist in Psalm 131. The psalmist feels like a weaned child, someone who's been taken away from the breast, weaning them off breast milk and then putting them on solid food. Why am I being deprived of? What, from my point of view, seems so good and so right? This is what I need, God. Why can't I have it? This is what the psalmist may have been asking himself as he's writing out these verses. And when we think about those words, why can't I have it? Why are you depriving me of this, Lord? Are those questions that maybe you have asked of God? I know that I have. And at that moment, I'm thinking about it as being something that God is just holding back from me because he doesn't want me to have it. And, I, and in my mind, I can't understand why. I can't understand why I can't have it. It makes perfect sense when you look at everything in my life that this would be just something he would want to give me. But here's the thing. God, who like a mother, knows that the growing child must move beyond breast milk, still holds the child close enough to hear the divine heartbeat allowing the child the warmth and security of being held tightly in divine arms. Children's questions may still be unanswered. These questions that we ask God, why are you depriving me of this? Why can't I have this? They still go unanswered. But their souls are stilled and quieted like a weaned child with its mother, because they know without any doubt who is holding them. This imagery of father and mother may seem foreign to you, but in my spirit, right away, it makes perfect sense. For one, just in creating man and woman in his image right? There has to be feminine qualities to God for him to create man and woman in his image. He has to be able to understand. And also all of the things that he gives a woman, as we're looking at father, the things that we need, the things that we need to do the task that we have been specifically designed to do, such as motherhood. God has to know what that's like. But for me, I take this one step further 
when I think about the season in my life when I was divorced and my ex-husband was only seeing the children once a week and every other weekend and I was carrying the, the weight, the responsibility of being both father and mother. One moment I was consoling my son who was crying because he just wiped out on his bike or a skateboard. So I'm, I'm comforting him and he's crying and I'm telling him it's going to be okay. And the next moment I'm out in the front yard with him, practicing baseball with him, playing catch with him, trying to teach him how to, how to play, how to, how to be successful, how to be strong, trying to help him to grow up to be the kind of man that God is calling him to be, was calling him to be. So I was wearing both of those hats. It was not easy. It was very challenging, but I believe that God gave me the strength to do that, to be both father and mother. And a lot of times when we look at God, we seem to put him in a box, a box that's easy for us to understand. We see him as father. We see him as God. But I, I don't think that oftentimes we look at him with a feminine quality or gender, like a mother, someone who would know what you need, someone who would know that it's time for you to be weaned off the spiritual milk that we have when we are baby Christians and wean us to the point where we're going to be going after solid food, what we need as we grow up in Christ. He knows the timing of that. He knows our hearts. He knows when we are ready. We may not think we're ready, but we're ready and it's time to do the weaning and it's time for the next step. And yet when we cry out to him and say, why, why is it happening now? Why are you depriving me of what I still need? He still holds us close. He still tells us it's going to be okay. He still mothers us in a way that we know who's holding us. We know that we're loved. We know that it's going to be okay. And I've never really looked at God that way until looking at El Shaddai, which is why I believe he gave us uh, this topic for the month, why he wanted us to look at him a little bit closer, to understand him a little bit better. And I think that's what has been kind of coming to me over the last, um, probably the last 30 to 45 days, is this desire for myself and for other people to know God even more intimately than, than what they currently do. We can't have that full relationship with someone until we really know them, until we have a better understanding of who they are. I, I think it's also like, put it this way, when you first meet someone and you know, you're talking with them, you, you know that you like them, right? 
but you don't know everything about them. And same with my husband and I, you know, we, we met, we dated, and the more that I knew of him and what he stood for and who he was as a man, the more I fell in love with him. And that love, that growing, even our oneness became stronger as time went on and I knew more about him until we got married and then, you know, everything changed. But how can we say that we have a relationship with God when we don't open his word, when we don't spend time with him, when we don't fully understand the fullness of who he is? It's hard, right? And I think that's God's greatest desire is for us to know him and to know him fully. And that takes time. That takes time as starting out getting the milk and drinking the milk until we grow up and become mature and then we're ready for solid food. And I certainly sit here today in this chair more able to take solid food and this kind of teaching than, than when I was younger, when I was, than when I was a baby believer, when, when I was just learning about God. I was, you know, learning about the Bible stories. I was memorizing Bible verses. I wasn't prepared to know who El Shaddai was. And I, I think all of us can look at our, our lives and, and see the growth and see where we've been weaned off the milk and and maybe that's you today. Maybe God is weaning you off because he's ready to give you solid food. He's ready for you to have a fuller relationship with him. But to do that, you need to know who God really is. You need to know what his heart is. You need to know his full character. You need to know the different names that are talked about in the Bible that have meaning, that have depth, that help us when we dive in a little deeper to understand the fullness of God and how much he loves us. And for me to dive and to do the research and to, to unpack what Al Shaddai really means is just to have a fullness, a fuller picture of father and mother combined. It brought me right back to that season with my children especially my son, and how can I be those things for him, depending on what he needed. And God is able to do that. God is able to meet us exactly where we are and give us what we need because he's God, because of his character, because of his nature, because of who he is. And I just pray no matter what chair you're sitting in today, no matter what season of your life. And maybe you're crying out to him today saying, you don't understand. Why are you holding back? Why are you not giving this to me like you always have before? Maybe he's weaning you. Maybe he's growing you. Maybe he's stretching you. Allow him to do that. And in the meantime, know that he's holding you ever so closely so that you can know that he loves you, that he has great plans for you, and that maybe even in the series of, of weaning, he still has you. He's not going to let go. He just wants to take you to the next step with him. I want to leave you with these final words. May El Shaddai, almighty and 
tender God, hold us close to his heart today. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I am so grateful for the series. I'm so grateful for your heart and how you want all of us to know you uh, in a deeper and more intimate way. And this imagery, Lord, of father and mother is so beautiful. And you have everything that we need. And you're, you're not a mean God. You're not a selfish God. The things that you do to wean us off, to prepare us for the next season in our lives and in our walk with you, you do it when you know that we're ready, even though we don't know that we're ready. Help us to trust you. Help us to trust all of your names. Help us to trust who you are and the heart that you have and how much you love us. Help us to walk that out fully each and every day. We love you and praise you and ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for being with us over the course of the month of February as we looked at love, L-O-V-E, the names of God. Thank you so much. Uh, until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.